contemplations before chanting. The Sangha is invited to go back to our breathing so that our collective energy of mindfulness will bring us together as an organism, going as a river with no more separation. Let the whole Sangha breathe as one body, chant as one body, listen as one body, and transcend the frontiers of a delusive self, liberating from the superiority complex, the inferiority complex, and the equality complex.
Good, good morning, dear Sangha. Today is uh, the 19th of uh, April, the year 2012, and we are in the Dharma Nectar Temple Assembly of Stars uh, Meditation Hall. This morning, the, the monastics uh, chanted, uh, May the day be well and the night be well. In uh, Vietnamese, we're ngày ăn lần, đêm ăn lần. And the word well here means um, peace and um, and uh, goodness. There is a sutra called the Sutra of Happiness, available in the, in the Pali uh, canon, also in the Chinese canon, about uh, wellness. And it's very, uh, it's very clearly defined what is uh, wellness. May the day be well and the night be well. There must be peace inside of us. There must be uh, safety inside of us. There's, uh, there, ma- ma- there must be peace around us and safety around us in order to to speak about, uh, to, to confirm that wellness is there. Mm. Many gods and men are eager to know what are the greatest blessings, wellness, which bring about a peaceful and happy life. Please, Tathagata, will you teach us? And that is the beginning of the Sutra on uh, uh, wellness. Mahamangala Sutta, that is the name of uh, the, the title of the Sutra. Mahamangala Sutta, Great Wellness, is a sutra that is very popular in Theravada country. And almost everyone memorized that, that uh, text and recites every day. Because everyone wished for wellness, for safety, for, for, for peace. And then the Buddha answered how to bring about wellness. Not to be associated with the foolish ones. To live in the company of wise people. Honoring those who are worth honoring, this is uh, the greatest uh, wellness. It means that you have to be in a good environment. You have to, to have to be close to good people, people who do not produce hate, anger, fear, distress. 
So that is the the first definition of the Buddha as uh, what is uh, wellness. So the Buddha begins with the environment. If you are in a good environment, and then the wellness in you will be turned on. It means that you have the seeds of wellness, of peace, of happiness, of joy inside of you. But if you do not live in a good environment, then these good seeds will not be able to be be water, to have a chance to, to manifest. This, uh, this is uh, something that modern science um, uh, wants to, uh, to confirm also. We have all kinds of genes in our cells, positive and negative. Genes of sickness, genes of uh, wellness, joy and peace. Even genes of uh, mental illness transmitted by our ancestors, our parents. But it's not because we have these uh, genes that we, we, we certainly have to have that kind of uh, disease or goodness. It depends on the environment. It is the environment that, uh, that uh, touch off these genes in us. So this is very important. If you want wellness, you have to look for a good environment. And according to the Buddhist tradition, you have to organize a Sangha. You have to create a community where people can live um, a healthy life, where people uh, know how to produce a thought of uh, of compassion, of understanding, uh, where people can generate the energy of mindfulness, concentration, joy, and uh, brotherhood, sisterhood. And you might like to join a group of people creating that kind of environment for yourself and for many other people. This is what we call Sangha building in Plum Village. And if you devote your life to Sangha building, well, you are making good, uh, something good from your life. You are doing something good. Instead of running after fame, uh, power, uh, wealth, uh, sex, you devote all your energy to building a sane, healthy environment for yourself, for your children, and for uh, your friends. That is a good investment and you know how to make good use of your life. So this is what the Buddha begins with, uh, the idea of good wellness. Not to be associated with foolish ones. Foolish ones are those who, who do not have uh, wisdom. They always run after fame, wealth, sensual pleasure. sex, and so. But to live in company with wise one, wise one, those who know the practice of peace and brotherhood. 
and honoring those who are worth honoring, those who have uh, the nature of holiness. It means uh, those who have uh, the energy of compassion, understanding, um, forgiveness, and so on. And we, uh, if we live among those people, we'll be able to generate the same kind of energy, including the energy of holiness. Holiness is not uh, something you get by birth, but by your practice. And holiness in the Buddhist tradition means uh, awakening, compassion, forgiveness. And all of us have the seat the seeds of these uh, um, wonderful energies in us. And we need uh, to live in a good environment for the, these beautiful seeds to be watered and to manifest. And in fact, in the second uh, uh, verse, the Buddha used the word environment. To live in a good environment and to have planted good seeds and to realize that you are on the right path and that is greatest wellness. To live in a good environment that we know what it is and to have planted good seeds. Our ancestors may have planted good seeds and may have uh, uh, transmitted them to us. And we do have uh, the good seeds in us, the seed of happiness, the seed of uh, understanding and love and joy. But you need... uh, a good environment for these seeds to be water, to manifest as the energy of joy and happiness. And to realize that you are on the right path. And this is very important. Everyone of us has to get a path, a spiritual path. You should know where you are going was you are searching the path but path of practice. What does it mean really having a path? It means in the light of practice of plumlage a practice a spiritual practice. If you have a good uh, spiritual practice, and then you can, you have the capacity to overcome difficulties that present in your daily life. And you you are able to meet the challenges of uh, your daily life. Otherwise, you'll be overwhelmed by these uh, difficulties, this challenge, 
and you act wrongly and bring uh, suffering to you and to other people. But if you have a good practice, and then you remain lucid, you remain calm, you can preserve your compassion, and that's why you act wisely, you will not bring happy, uh, suffering to you and to the other people. You can preserve your wellness and promote wellness in you and in other people. And if you have that spiritual practice, you know, and and you have, you are confident that this uh, with this practice you don't have to be afraid anymore. And this practice you bring along with you. And with that practice, uh, you are safe at any time. You are not afraid. Anymore. Đã có đường đi rồi, con không còn lo sợ. Since I know I have a path, I don't have to worry and to be afraid anymore. And that uh, practice um, we have to get by our training. We have to learn how to breathe. We have to learn how to walk. Because every uh, every uh, in-breath or out-breath, every step we make can help bring and help release the tension in our body and calm our feelings and emotions. And if we spend enough time with uh, a practicing Sangha, we can learn and uh, master the practice. And practice helps us uh, to recognize and take care of our painful feelings, our painful emotions, so that we can get a relief every time uh, there is one and not allow these uh, painful feelings and emotions to push us to do the things that that are destruct- destructive. And if you have a good practice, you know how to handle the suffering inside of you. And you can help handle the suffering of the other person that are close that is close to you and with a good practice you can always uh, generate a feeling of joy a feeling of happiness whenever you want at any time so if you have that kind of practice you have the path the path is not something promised by someone. From uh, they say, believe in me, and then everything will be okay. That's that's not the path. The path is something much more concrete. That is the practice that you have learned, that you have mastered, and if you have it 
uh, you you bring it along with you anywhere you go. Your portal, portable telephone, you might forget sometime, and it may run out of battery. But this practice, you cannot uh, forget it at home, because it has become yourself. It inhabits yourself. It is your energy, your way. And with that, you are sure that awareness is something possible. Not only during the, the day, but also during the night. May the day be well and the night be well. This is not just uh, 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 um, wishing, but uh, it is reality. Not to be associated with the foolish ones, but to live in the company of wise people, honoring those who are worth honoring. This is the greatest happiness. And if you are surrounded by these good people, you profit from their energy, and you are protected also. And you are protected also with your practice to live in a good environment, to have planted good seeds, and to realize that you are on the right path. This is the greatest happiness. Of course, you believe in your practice. But this is kind of belief is, uh, is, uh, is quite different from the kind of belief in a God in a spirit. Because if you have a good practice, you have tried that practice, and the practice has worked many times. It's uh, effective. And that is the ground of your belief. It's like uh, you have learned to make tofu, and you know how to make tofu. If you have all the ingredients, you are sure that you can make good tofu. So this is the same. If you have a good practice, and then you know that you can, you can handle emotions, painful feelings. You can release tension in your body. You can use loving speech and deep listening to restore communication and to reconcile. You have a good practice. This is to have a path. And thanks to the Sangha, you can learn, train yourself to have a path. To, have, to live in a good environment, to have planted good seeds, and to realize that you are on the right path, that is the greatest uh, wellness. The Buddha continues, to have a chance to learn and grow. Because we are like a tree, we have to grow. We have to produce more beautiful leaves, beautiful blossoms, beautiful fruits, and that is our continuation. And that is also our offering to the world. 
to the future generation. To be skillful in your profession or craft, you have a good uh, livelihood, and you're happy with your job. Because your job is the kind of job that can give you opportunity to make happiness for other people. Your job will not harm the environment. Does not bring toxin to yourself and to the world. That is a right livelihood. Practicing the, the precepts and love and speech, this is the greatest happiness. The precepts are the mindful trainings. In the old time we call precepts, but now we use uh, the term mindfulness trainings. Because mindfulness trainings, whether they are 5 or 14, uh, they are a uh, guarantee for our freedom and happiness. The five mindfulness standings is the practice of true happiness and true love. It's very concrete. If we live according to the five mindfulness trainings, well, wellness and um, safety can be can be assured. And if uh, you know how to practice uh, loving speech and deep listening, you can make the happiness of many people and help them to to suffer less. And you can help uh, reestablish uh, communication and help reconcile also, bring a lot of happiness. not uh, Thay's intention to to make commentaries on the Sutra <laughs> of wellness this morning <laughs> because the brothers and the sisters uh, monastics chanted that is why they were inspired and they say something you should continue to study the Sutra they just explain the two first verses <laughs> and if you are Artists, you are composers, you may like to to make music. Uh, the word wellness is used uh, a lot now in the cities. There are shops. Uh, they they want to offer us wellness. You come and they do they make uh, they give you massage and things like that. They, 
but uh, that is not the kind of wellness that uh, we talk about here. This is a real wellness. The other day, uh, at four o'clock in the morning, I had a dream, a very beautiful dream. I saw, uh, I saw a beautiful uh, stone house. I visited three or four uh, rooms in that stone house. And in these rooms, the people exhibited, exhibit uh, some... Uh, uh, flowers, uh, different kinds of flowers, and so on. And uh, some, uh, some image of uh, small uh, insect like um, butterflies and so on. That day, they did not uh, do a walking meditation. They did not contemplate the flowers and uh, butterflies because um, he had to go to uh, to address uh, members of the parliament in Northern uh, Ireland. But uh, yet in the dream, they saw these things just after the talk. And uh, looking out at the window, he saw very beautiful landscape, uh, nature, mother nature in spring. We don't need to go to a dream to see that because now it is April. And uh, nature is uh, like in a festival. You don't need to go to the dream of Thay in order to see that. If you are, you have enough freedom, you can get in touch with the wonders of uh, nature, Mother Earth. And you are part of the wonders. It's, it would be a pity if we are over, overwhelmed by our anger, fear, worries, that we have no time to get in touch. And in that dream, he was holding a kind of fruit. He did not know the name. It's as big as a mango. And he peeled. And it's so beautiful, fragrant. And he was... Uh, experiencing uh, eating the fruit and feel with happiness that uh, that nature presents us with so many um, wonders like that. It was like a child holding a holding a fruit and uh, singing and uh, enjoy uh, Eating that fruit is not uh, is not a fruit that uh, we we used to see. It's a 
it 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 is a little bit like a ear of corn where you can peel and inside are uh, uh, seeds of corn and it's uh, it's uh, true that uh, in that dream they was very mindful mindfulness penetrates into your dreams and you are able to recognize the wonders of life even in your dream One day, uh, several years ago, about uh, maybe ten years ago, I was in a clinic in Germany. And during one night, I dreamt of doing walking meditation. And I was walking in uh, among the young palm trees. And the palm leaves were so green, so tender, so beautiful. So he was using his hand to touch the palm leaves and with mindfulness, appreciating the beauty of uh, of the palm leaves. Mindfulness can be, is possible in your dreams. If you practice mindfulness well enough, and then even in your dream, you can practice mindfulness. The palm trees, especially the younger one, because it's not so 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 high. You can touch the leaves, young leaves, the wonders of life. And when he woke up in the clinic, he said, well, when I go back to France, I will plant a few palm, palm leaves at the hermitage. So now the hermitage, there are two palm leaves, and they, they, have came, they came from my dream. Not exactly from a plant nursery, <laughs> but it, they have come from my 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 dream. And this April they, they offer flowers. We are so busy in our daily life that we forget that we are there. Some practice of mindful breathing, mindful walking might remind us that we are there as a wonder. And we can, and we can get in touch with other wonders of life that are available. Today, if you have uh, a chance to eat a tangerine, make sure that you eat your tangerine properly. You should uh, hold the tangerine in your palm and look at it carefully and recognize it as a wonder. You are a wonder.
and the tangerine in your palm is another wonder. And you should peel it in such a way that happiness be possible during the, the time you peel the orange and the tangerine. The way I ate that fruit in my dream. If you have enough freedom in yourself, freedom from anger, fear, frustration, worries, despair. Freedom is the ground of happiness. And then you can be there and peeling your tangerine in such a way that happiness becomes possible during the time you peel down it. You are not caught by your thinking, your projects, your anger, anything. You are free. You just bring the skin of the orange, of the tangerine to your nose and you, you smell that wonderful You can celebrate life. You can get in touch uh, with uh, Mother Earth that has produced you and produced all these wonders for you. And when you, you walk with freedom, you can savor every step. April is uh, a festival. Flowers are blooming. They are telling you something. (coughs) What are we... What have we done with our life? We have spent many days in anger, in frustration. But every moment that is given to us to live is a, is a gem, is a wonder. Every moment, if you look into it, is full of wonders. This moment is full of wonder. It's filled with wonders. And it would be a pity that we are carried away by forgetfulness, dispersion, and do not uh, have a chance to be in touch with the oneness. Nature is calling you. April is calling you. 
and you have the sangha, the energy of the sangha to remind you that happiness is possible, wellness is possible in the here and the now. You don't have to wish, may the day be well, the night be well, may the night be well. You might think that one day you will die. There is a monk in Japan, and they asked him, who lived several centuries ago, Ask him, when you die, what will you regret the most? Mm. And he said that uh, the beauty of nature. I only. I regret that because nature is so beautiful. There is a Catholic monk who um, was a, a composer. Les Quatre Saisons, the Four Seasons. Beautiful music, celebrating the beauty of nature. Nature is beautiful when there is sunshine, when it rains, anytime. And every moment is to celebrate. But still there is something in the answers that is not perfect. That is when you die. You have no chance, no more chance to continue contemplating nature. But if your practice is deep enough, you know that you will never die. And in Buddhism, there is a door of liberation from, for you to be liberated from death. Yes, we can overcome death and continue to enjoy the beauties of nature. And that is... Um, a kind of concentration, a kind of samadhi, a kind of uh, practice called uh, signlessness, animita samadhi. Signlessness. Sign is uh, the appearance of things. 
And if you meditate uh, deeply enough, you touch the nature of reality. You are no longer caught in the outside appearance, and you transcend birth and death. Then I drink my tea mindfully. I'm really there, and the tea is also there. There's something real. With mindfulness and concentration, everything becomes real. You are no longer in a dream. Most of us live in a dream, always. And we don't cherish the moments that are given us to live. And when I am real and the tea is real, I may see that there is a cloud in my tea. You can see the cloud in my tea, the plenty of cloud in the sky, but some have come down here and go into my cup. Surely there is a cloud in my tea. There is also a cloud in that flower. But they don't have the sign, they don't have the appearance of a cloud. But they are there. Suppose that the tea get angry at the cloud and say, Cloud, go away. There will be tea in not no more no longer any tea in my glass. Because tea is made of cloud also. There are tea tea plants that are grown in the hills in North Vietnam. And I brought some of the tea leaves over here and I pour the hot water into it and they come this tea. Suppose that the the tea leaves are angry at the other cloud and say, "Cloud, go away." So uh, the tea and the cloud are together here and have us uh, as objects of our meditation. I recognize the cloud, the presence of the cloud. Because uh, I am not caught by the sign of the cloud. You think that a cloud should be up there. And it should be white. It should be floating. The cloud cannot be in a liquid form. When this is our, our thinking, our perception. We are caught in the sign. In sign, we are caught in appearance. But if we are free from sign, we can recognize our cloud in the tea. 
in our ice cream. In the rain. In the flower, because there are clouds in the flowers. And even when you don't see anything, the cloud is still there. Suppose we If we may pay attention to the fact that you are breathing in and out. When we breathe out, we produce water, we produce vapor, water vapor. And that is the cloud. We are sitting here few hundred people and you are breathing out and you co-create a cloud. You don't see the cloud in the hall, in the meditation hall, but the cloud is there. Something that you cannot see, you cannot say it does not exist. The cloud is there in the air. There is a mountain here, and the wind is blowing, and the air goes in this direction. And when it encounters the mountain, it cannot continue. It has to go up. The air go up, and when the air with water vapor in it encounter the cold here, well, it become visible as cloud. Down here is not visible. It is already there, but not visible. When it come up here, it become visible because. It encounter the cold the cold air up there. So something not visible, you cannot say that it does not exist. And that cloud, that famous cloud, you have to recognize her. And you need some meditation some uh, some uh, some uh, mindfulness some concentration the scientists they are kind of uh, meditator also because uh, they can discover these things also so you have to look and see that we are also made of clouds. In fact, more than 70% of us are made of clouds. And we do not float. (laughs) So we interact with the clouds. Our relationship with the cloud is so close. And we 
We travel with the clouds. Suppose a cloud in the sky is looking down. Half of the cloud has become water, has become rain. Some are flowing part of river, some has become the tea. And sometimes it is uh, not so easy to see the continuation of a cloud. The cloud is, is in your tea. And if you drink uh, that tea, with the cloud inside, well, the cloud can become something quite different later on. It may come a poem. In, the, in a poem, there is a cloud. Or in a Dhamma talk, there is a cloud inside. So you can recognize your cloud in the Dhamma talk. And the cloud go into you through, uh, in the form of a Dhamma talk. When you use your hand to touch your forehead, mindfully, with some concentration. You touch your father, because your father is here, and your mother. I thought that my father has passed away, but that's not true. My father is always there. My father is in me. He is fully present in every cell of my body. And I am touching myself. I touch my father. My father has not died. He continues. It's like the cloud always continues. Please touch, touch your forehead and you see. This is your father, this is your mother, this is your ancestor. You are a continuation of them. It's not possible for a cloud to die. A cloud can become snow or, or rain or tea or dhamma talk, but a cloud cannot die. You continue always in one form or another form. You can never die. So why speaking of dying and regretting the wonders of life? You are 
wonders of life yourself. You are the contemplator and you are the contemplated at the same time. Look at the sunshine outside. The sunshine makes the flowers so beautiful, but the sunshine is the flower also. Without the sunshine, there is no flower possible. They inter are. So the sunshine is contemplating itself. Flower is sunshine. Sunshine is flower. It's like a form is emptiness. Emptiness is form. And if we can stop our books running after fame, wealth, power, sensual pleasure, we have a chance to get in touch, to connect with the wonders of life that are in us and around us. And that is why April is a, is a messenger. April, May is a season where all flowers bloom open. And your heart, your heart is a flower. You allow it to open. Or you are determined to close your heart forever. Don't be afraid to love. Open your heart. Your heart is one of the many flowers of springtime. Happiness, joy, wellness is possible. So I would like to advise that monk, don't be afraid, you will never die. And the beauty of the four seasons are always available. And walking meditation is a chance to get in touch. The kingdom of God, the pure land of Buddha, is really available in every moment. I used to write uh, present moment, wonderful moment. But we repeat wonderful moment for some time, and we don't see the meaning anymore, wonderful moment. So they have strength, they said, this moment is full of wonders. And this is the truth. Experience it by yourself this morning.